there, everybody. Welcome to another sports. 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 Podcast. I'm Phil Ranta. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is a sports insider, just like Jordan, Joel Anderson. Yep, that's me. Yeah, this is, wow, everybody's enthusiasm's terrible. <laughs> We're doing this over Skype yeah. uh, because we are social distancing right now. Yeah, I put in several calls to the city about how we were, in fact, an essential service, and uh, I got no responses. Yeah, even worse, they didn't—they didn't think we were a business, right? Yeah. Because we don't make money. <laughs> Ugh. Apparently, you have to show a profit at some point in your five to six-year existence. Well, luckily, all the money we get from the drops, we it's an all-cash business. We hide it from the IRS. So, you know, uh, we're being smart about it. No, that's yeah. crucial. That's crucial. Yeah, saying absolutely. That, saying that on the podcast now, less less smart. But Nobody's listening. Nobody's yeah. listening. Not in the time of quarantine. They could get corona ears. <laughs> but anyway, we it's a sports comedy podcast. Mm-hmm. The premise hasn't changed, even if our volumes have. Joel That's and I are sports insiders. Phil's a sports outsider. That's me. All, I don't know much about sports. All comedians living in Los Angeles, social distancing. CDC yeah. says jump. I say how high. Yeah. We, we are recording over Skype here. Uh, we just, you know, we decided that it would be safer to do this. So we got together. We talked about it. We had a quick makeout session. And then we went to our separate homes to record the podcast. Yeah, that was smart. That was smart. Because really, after the makeout session, then you start talking close to each other, and then you can get fluid in each other's eyeballs and, and ears. Yeah, you, know? you don't want that. And, yeah, and, you don't want that. And speaking of the makeout session, uh, Tom Brady recently signed a new contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and obviously New England is beside itself. Um, sure. But we have today on the show uh, New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft. To uh, I don't know if he's going to clear the air or what he's going to say, but... Basically, get his thoughts on uh, Tom Brady finally leaving. Yeah, and it's been a year since we've had Robert Kraft on. I remember there was something in the news last year about Robert Kraft. Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, boy, uh, was Tom, not not Tom Brady. Uh, no, it was it was a hand job. It was a hand job. You guys. Oh, yeah, that's right, the hand yeah. job. Yeah. yeah, you got. He had just gotten a, a couple hand jobs before the AFC Championship game. Hopped sure. on a plane. Didn't know it was part of a sting operation. Yeah, classic. Isn't that, that the stink. way? I think we've all been in that situation where our football team is about to play in the AFC Championship, and we're all wound up really tight. We need a little bit of a release, so we hop into a South Florida massage parlor, and next thing you know, it's a big federal case. Sure. Uh, also, uh, Phil, we got a wide world of weird sport. You're goddamn right, we do. And news, news, news. But first, Tom Brady update. Watch update. Tom Brady update watch update brought to you by the Brady bill. What an interesting piece of nineties legislation. <laughs> Tom oh. Brady signs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Sub headline, new England reacts first Mookie. Now this sub sub headline, Philip rivers signs one year deal with the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> huh? All right. Felt yeah. like a different kind of headline cares. Uh, this is how it ends. In his 20-year run with the New England Patriots, Tom Brady won six Super Bowls, won three MVPs, had a murderous tight end, and two football scandals that somehow tainted the team more than the murderous tight end. Yeah, that's but it appe- true. <laughs> but it appears that Belichick and Brady are over. Incidentally, Belichick and Brady 
was the actual name of the 70s cop show upon which Limu, Emu, and Doug are based. <laughs> oh, I believe it. What a great series of commercials. Oh, I love it. I yeah. love it. I want I to dive more into the interpersonal relationship between uh, Limu, Emu, and Mrs. Limu, Emu. Oh, yeah. I want a prequel. Really bad. How did he get on the police force? <laughs> I think it's just a great example of the lack of diversity in Hollywood, that you have one emu character in popular culture, and they have done nothing to flesh out his backstory. That is a shame. I mean, you got the wife, but again, yeah, she's she's yeah. a two-dimensional character at best. Right. right, that's what I'm saying. What, she just pops out, and it's like, oh, look at the sexy emu, and then she's gone, and yes, you don't know anything more about, about emu. She does not pass the Bechtel emu test. That's correct. That is absolutely correct. But since the breakup, Tom Brady is doing what many divorcees do after getting out of a 20-year marriage in a part of the country that has high living expenses. Moving to sunny Tampa. Ooh. <laughs> Cigars, sports fishing, plastic surgery, margaritas on the bay watching the tall ships go by during the Gasparilla Pirate Festival. Right. There's so many things that I've learned about Tampa, you know, at my job. I didn't know Tampa and St. Petersburg were essentially the same metropolitan area. Yeah, it goes by Tampa, St. Pete. Yeah, they're basically connected to each other. Like yeah. Minneapolis, St. Paul. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's a river between those two, like right. Buddha and Pest. Or Kansas City and Kansas City. <laughs> yes, exactly. Tom Brady, 42 years young and on pace to outlive us all, is also known as TB12, the GOAT, Tom Terrific, and the reason that Joel drinks. Now he's finally joined the Bucks, And it feels a little bit like an NBC pilot pitch. A golden boy quarterback who has known nothing but winning goes to a team that hasn't been to the playoffs since 2007. <laughs> he could I give it three it. episodes. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Phillips. Uh, like a will-they-won't-they they relationship with a member of the front office. <laughs> there we go. I'd watch that. Uh, he could lose his next 283 starts and still have a better career record than the Bucks franchise. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, Brady has signed a completely guaranteed two-year $50 million deal after years of giving the Patriots a hometown discount. Finally. Tom Brady is tied for the NFL's 12th highest paid quarterback. <laughs> Along with Philip Rivers and Derek Carr. Uh, also, also Drew Brees, but that wasn't nearly as good of a punchline. Right? Uh, well, you know, you got to say at this point, who do you think is going to have a better season next season, Philip Rivers or Tom Brady? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. First of all, I mean, Joel, Tom Brady's going to finally have some good receivers, so I don't know. <laughs> That's right. It uh, is, I, 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 I do worry that people are going to try and assume too much based on the time that Brady and Belichick are going to be apart. I feel like both of them are going to have under five years left in their career. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it's not going to be as relevant as the time they spent together, but people are going to like completely focus on it because it's the only time they're apart. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think you're absolutely correct. Uh, but for Tampa Bay, Joel, this effectively ends the Jameis Winston era. Oh, it's a shame. Winston was a former number one overall pick and perhaps the player who best demonstrated that being a good fantasy football quarterback 
and being an actual good football quarterback are two different things. What? And the Buccaneers seem to want to underline that point. The team tweeted out a graphic that showed some of Tom Brady's memorable achievements. Of course, it's a, it has one side that has career touchdowns and career passing yards. Those make sense. But then there's a little box that just has most seasons with 30-plus touchdowns and 10 or fewer interceptions. <laughs> which is, Ugh. And, a, and another one that just shows career interception percentage, which is very low. Yeah, that's kind of a deep cut as far as passing stats go. Feel, yeah, what is feels, this, pop-up video? It feels like a somewhat cherry-pick stat until you realize that in 2009, Jameis Winston became the first NFL quarterback to throw for 30 touchdowns and have 30 interceptions. Oh, man, first 30-30 guy. <laughs> he, he had, since joining the league in 2015, Winston has a the, the most interceptions, that's 88, and 111 total turnovers all along being a pretty great fantasy option. <laughs> However, uh, Tom Brady will join uh, Bucks head coach Bruce Arians, who prefers to go by the gender-neutral pronoun quarterback whisperer. She feels kind of <laughs> clumsy. Yeah. Um, now, Jordan, she, they, quarterback whisperer. Really quick before we move on, uh, Jameis Winston, that name's familiar. Is there anything else about him we should be remembering? Nope. I don't, I don't, I mean, he won a national title, if that's what you're talking about. Yeah, anything before that, though? Not sure. A quarantine podcast is the time or place to bring that up, Joel. Some sort uh -oh. of massive scandal. <laughs> really bad. Anyway, the AP Style Guide mandates the phrase, no risk it, no biscuit, is to be mentioned in every article about Bruce Arians. Ooh, okay. Yeah. And as such, Brady will join two Pro Bowl receivers in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin as well as tight ends Cameron Brayton, O.J. Howard. Again, Joel, finally, we'll get to see what Tom Brady can do with some actual receiving talent. Yeah. I mean, I'm more interested to see what Tom Brady's going to do without offensive line talent, but... Oh, very problematic. You see, last year, the, the Buccaneers allowed 47 sacks. Mm, that's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, it was one behind the league leaders who had 48 sacks. That is so much sack. <laughs> so pretty bad. But I know what you're thinking is if he's going to be throwing to Chris Godwin, who's number 12, what number is Tom Brady going to be wearing? Oh, yeah. And Probably this is which I was going to say, this is something you might not know, Phil. When, when, a, when a star comes to a new team, someone else often already has uh, their number. Sure. And, and it's theirs. You know, they, they don't have to just give it up. So what is often happens is a player will buy that number off of that player. Oh, kind of like uh, when you bring your lunch uh, to school and there's one kid that has snack packs and then you trade your way your whole sandwich for one snack pack. Yeah. In retrospect, really some really bad decisions there. Sure. Um, yeah. Should have yeah. stayed healthy. Yeah. No, the, the applesauce sandwich, much better than processed meat on a cracker. It's more like there's only one snack pack in the entire cafeteria. And there's the person who really likes snack packs. And they're like, everybody knows I like snack packs. And the person with the snack packs like, oh, yeah, what are you going to give me for it? Yeah, that is the better analogy. And so I just want to end on this one fun little story here. Uh, well, actually, a couple. When Daryl Revis came to the Buccaneers, he paid safety Mark Barron $50,000 for number 24. Ooh. Mark Barron just switched to number 23. 
one less, not a big deal. But, but so, perhaps, I'm sorry. I was going to say Mark Barron. I mean, that's the other thing, Phil, is that oftentimes the guys giving up their numbers are not stars and therefore could really use the extra cash. Heck yeah, 50000 Yeah. You get like, yourself a very nice car. If Tom Brady were being asked to change numbers, 50K wouldn't necessarily do it. But something tells me Mark Barron. <laughs> that's right. And to underscore that point, former Giants punter Jeff Fiegels twice capitalized on his jersey number. First, he gave up number 10 to quarterback Eli Manning when Manning was, uh, I guess, drafted or traded to the Giants. Ooh, and that was uh, back before the new rookie deal rules. So Manning would have been sitting on a huge pile of cash. He paid for Fiegel's one-week vacation in Florida. <laughs> then Fiegel sold his next number, number 17, to receiver Plaxico Burris for an outdoor kitchen. That seems pretty good. Yeah. yeah, heck yeah, especially now. You got you got to get the outside meat cooked during the downfall of society, you know? Yeah. You know, outside, <laughs> uh, the, the one-week vacation in Florida seems like by far, I mean, like, I don't know how you could possibly get to 50 grand in one week in Florida. Apparently, you haven't seen the prices at Bubba Gum Shrimp recently. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. MLB opening day to be the All-Star game? What? Oh, yeah, I think I heard about that. Maybe we should. And now it's time for another sports throughout. Oh, no. Oh, jeez. This is not. Boom, 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 boom. No, don't. No, no, not not the drums. No. Not over Skype. No. What do we? I have this article. They might move MLB's opening day to the All-Star game, they're starting to say. Hang on. Hang on. I just found the drop. I'm hitting the button. Brought to you by the History Channel. We're still on during quarantine. Oh, actually, I hadn't thought about that. But see, that's a good drop. Yeah. I should watch a bunch of History Channel. Joel, you are a bunch of History Channel. (laughs) Oh! That's going to be the title of my autobiography. A bunch of History Channel. (laughs) History Channel's going to sue the pants off you, bro. Right. Uh, this week, on our continuation of our exploration of the ancient Olympics, I have Pankration. And this Pankration. Was a- Pankration. This was uh, one of the events in the ancient Olympics, specifically introduced in 648 BC, uh, which if you guys remember from last time, that's almost 100 years, or that's over 100 years into the, the first, sorry, with BC it's a lot harder, because you're counting down. They must have been so excited when they got to zero BC. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they were just waiting for that day. They yeah. must have partied I, like it's 1999 going to 2000. Yeah, they're sitting around like, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's got to be something, right? Right. And then, of yeah. course, he, he was born, you know? Yeah. And then time went forward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, this was an empty-handed submission sport. Uh, with scarcely any rules. So is that so, like wrestling so with no rules? Street fighting? Yes. <laughs> street fighting would be the closer correct one. The athletes use boxing and wrestling techniques, but also others, such as kicking and holds 
locks and chokes to the ground. Uh, the term from the Greek uh, pankration, literally meaning all of power. That's cool. Uh, that yeah. is a great name. That is a great right. name. Though I, I should point out, uh, because it's spelled P-A-N-K-R-A-T-I-O-N, I just saw the ration. And so then I, in, in my mind, it reads a lot like pain ration. Which, based on the sport, I think is much more suited. I buy it, yeah. Hey, yeah. let's go play some pain ration. Hey, Mo, we're going to do some pain rationing. It's more <laughs> like you, you look your opponent in the eye and go, are you ready for your pain ration? Please, yes, sir. Can I have some more pain rations? <laughs> you hey, Jordan, we're going to the same place. We were. <laughs> here, here in the pain ration pits, there's no shortages. Ooh. Write that sci-fi novel. Yeah. Uh, it was known in ancient times for its ferocity and allowance of such tactics as knees to the head and eye gouging. I knew it. I knew eye poking had to be coming. Had to. It's so effective. As soon as you said no rules. As soon as you said no rules, I'm like... Eye gouging is kind of like the designated hitter. Sometimes allowed, sometimes not. We'll get into (laughs) that. But one ancient account tells of a situation in which the judges were trying to determine the winner of a match. So they're... you got to imagine everybody else at the Olympics is like crowded around waiting for them. And they're, they're around a little booth watching the replay over and over again. Uh, and the difficulty here was that both men had died in the arena from their injuries. Oh, that's they fun. Hard to determine a victor. Well, yeah, but you need a winner. Yeah, this, this is terrible. Yeah, because page one of the rule book, it's like, hey, if you die, you lose. And page two is if you, talk, uh, you can't talk about pancreation if you're in pancreation. Yeah. Pain, pain ration. Pain, pain ration. ration. Oh. Pan, ration. Yeah. Uh, eventually, the winner decided, uh, the, the judges had to make a call here, and, and understand it's difficult because they're both dead. Normally the living one, even if he's only alive for a few more minutes than the other one, easy way to determine. But here's right. how they, they figured <laughs> it out. They had to go, like, deep into the rule book. But ultimately the winner, they felt, was the one who didn't, have his eyes gouged out. Sure. <laughs> I mean, in, in most things, when you're at the end, if your eyes aren't gouged out, you're kind of a winner. Right? Uh, maybe that's the approach we should take to all things in life. Yeah. Like, oh, man. You know, we, we gave up 57 runs. That's a new record for City League. And you're like, hey, but did we get our eyes gouged out? Right. Yeah, uh, someone oh. should have told Oedipus. <laughs> Oh, this parking ticket sucks. Well, at least I didn't get my eyes got. Oh, no! Oh, God! The oh, buzzards! Can you imagine what it was like for Oedipus? Like, boy, killed my dad and had sex with my mom. That's pretty lousy. But at least I didn't get my eyes... Oh, no. Oh, jeez, oh, Pete. In Greek mythology, it was said that the heroes Heracles and Theseus invented pain ration as a result of using both wrestling and boxing in their confrontations with opponents. Theseus was said to have utilized his extraordinary pain ration skills to defeat the dreaded Minotaur in the labyrinth, and Heracles, and to be clear, guys, this would not be the dactyl Heracles, uh, who was one of the race born from Mother Earth. This is Heracles, the son of Zeus. 
Uh, oh, I would have messed yeah. that up. Yeah. Uh, but he's said to have subdued the Nemean lion using pain rations. Hold pain on. Rations. Can I stop you for a second here, Joel? If it's a, a fighting with no rules, then can't you just call any battle pain ration? Like, it's... Of course he took down the Nemean lion using this because there's no rules or form. You're just fighting. Right, but there's still a, a, a collection of techniques, you know? I call bullshit. Like any do form what of it martial takes arts. To fight. Though, you know, something like Kung Fu is not defined by its limitations. It's defined by the things that it uses. Right, but it sounds like with pain ration, you can use anything. Yeah, but you can use anything in Kung Fu. They still have a specific set of stuff that they call Kung Fu. Yeah, I mean, as long as the cats are fast as lightning, you can use anything. <laughs> That's yeah. true. That's definitely true. Uh, but yeah, so you can also see how in ancient Greece, uh, the Olympics not entirely dissimilar from how they are today, in that the true path to making money was through endorsement deals, right? Oh, yeah. So if you're Heracles or Theseus, you go out and you slay the Nemean lion or the Minotaur. Everybody loves them. Plastered all over the front page of the papers. They're getting ticker tape parades when they come home. But they don't really cash in until they get the chance to say, hey, this is how we defeated the other person. They set up the pain ration studios all over Greece. Uh, and then they start signing up people for classes. And it's like, oh... This is how you would defend yourself if you were attacked by a giant bull man. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's every Sunday morning throughout Greece. People are flooding into these. That's how you cash in. Yeah, exactly. Heracles says, buy Dinopolis's slings and arrows at Dinopolis's slings and arrows warehouse. Exactly. Yeah, so pain ration, as practiced in historical activity, uh, in histor historical antiquity, uh, was an athletic event that uh, combined a lot of different techniques uh, and was a lot uh, like mixed martial arts today. Uh, knockouts were common. There is definitely evidence of that. But more often than not, uh, <laughs> pain, pain ration, pain ration uh, decided by submissions. Oh. So, and, and here's, here's how you submit, guys. If you're in a whole lot of pain uh, and you're, you're pretty sure you're going to lose, you simply put up your index finger. But right? what if your index finger is stuck inside of somebody's eye? <laughs> it's hard to say why you would be submitting at that point, but it brings up an interesting, uh, an interesting point here, Phil. So like I said before with the designated hitter, uh, eye gouging and biting, not allowed. Made illegal, the eye gouging and the biting, except for Sparta. Sparta is the National League, or I'm sorry, the American League of Pain Ration, ration uh where you could do the eye gouging and the biting oh right but that of course brings up the the age-old uh problem and, and here's the thing i love the most about the extending of the index finger right uh, it's 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 like you're signaling a waiter it's so polite right <laughs> <laughs> um pardon <laughs> i would like to submit now uh but in in sparta couldn't do that which, of course, brings the age-old question, and people always ask this in Greece, how do you submit in your pain ration bout if both of your index fingers have been bitten off? Exactly. Right? I mean, can you imagine finding yourself in that situation? It's a regular curb your enthusiasm for Greek antiquity. 
You can hear the music now. Larry's on the ground, his face getting ground in, and he goes and he's like, oh, no. The uh, Grecophone satirist Lucian, we all know him, right? Oh, yeah. Early yeah. SNL. Love it. Uh, describe the, the process. Yeah, very early SNL. <laughs> uh, he describes the process of how it starts uh, in detail. Uh, and, and keep in mind, though, as a satirist, some of this might be like a joke. But a sacred silver urn is brought in which they have put bean-sized lots. Uh, so these are the size of beans. Okay. Uh, on two lots is an alpha, on two a beta, two a gamma, and so on and so forth through the ancient Greek uh, alphabet. Uh, and then everybody draws a lot. And then uh, you have uh, the, the whip bearers are standing next to the athletes preventing them from reading the letter they have drawn until all the letters are drawn. Then everybody shows, and you fight the guy with the same letter as you. If you got an alpha, you find an alpha. If you got a beta, you find a beta. So if you can imagine, everyone was standing around there looking at the other people like, boy, I hope I don't get that guy, and I hope I don't get that guy, but he seems small. It sounds like Rush Week at every college. All right, joining us now on the podcast is Patriots owner Robert Kraft. Hi, thank you for having me back on the podcast. Yeah, thank you, Robert. Yeah, it's been a real tough week in my world, if you know what I mean. I mean oh, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine week. losing Tom Brady like that. Yeah, yeah, no, being in constant fear of coronavirus when you're getting your massage parlor hand jobs. Woof. Yes, I, I well, uh, wait, are you still going to massage parlors? Did you think I was not going to the massage parlors, Joel? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, during the these stressful times, man, you got to have some sort of joy in your life, you know? I just I just would think that maybe after what happened last year, you'd be lying low on that sort of thing. Oh, maybe... I was lying, all right. I was well, lying yeah. to my wife. I was lying on the massage bed, and I was getting delightful hand jobs from all these wonderful people wearing. N95 masks and gloves. Wait, so, so, it, and again here, I mean, first of all, like right out of the gate, you know, while I understand that losing Tom Brady is a big deal, I mean, a big I, deal, very tough. Yeah. yeah. The reason why most people had a hard time this week, and I know I feel even Patriots fans, is probably because of the, the global pandemic that we're all going through. Oh, yeah. No, don't, don't think that that hasn't affected me too. I mean, when you go into the massage parlors now, they have to check your temperature to make sure you're not going to get everybody sick. And they have to practice a little bit of social distancing before and after your hand job. <laughs> Man, it's just really, it really kills the mood. You know what I mean? So it's, it's been, I would say, so you, what you're saying is the new Corona uh, regulations have really disrupted uh, how you receive your hand job. It really disrupted it in a big way. And look, the Tom Brady news was pretty tough, too. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Some people are saying that it's my fault that we had a fallout. or and it, you know. But you know what? When you're worth $7 billion, you just kind of water off a duck's back. I really just care about the hand jobs these days. Uh, and, uh, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mr. Kraft, I, I can't believe that you would compare losing Tom Brady... And your ability to get hand jobs. I just that that does not compute. This man 
took you to what nine Super Bowls? You know, one six. Like this is incredible. And, and I, I, I'll be honest, I, I have a hard time believing that you could just that could be water off a duck's back. Look, Super Bowl's cool. That's some. It's a great way to pick up chicks. You know, to say, hey, look at how many Super Bowls this team I own wins. You know, what's another great way to pick up chicks? Pay for it. Well, yeah, that's definitely another way. Yeah. I think I have a way of putting this in a different context that'll help us maybe cut past a bit of a a misunderstanding here. Mr. Kraft, uh, do you have, like, a favorite masseuse at your your massage parlor? Well, I did. (laughs) That's that's sort of my point, you know. Uh, For a lot of people, Tom Brady leaving the Patriots would be, like, your favorite masseuse uh moving to a a uh, i guess tampa wouldn't work in this analogy iceland let's say real is that what people are feeling right now well it would be it would be like if persephone moved to another another massage parlor where i couldn't go all the time i think that's exactly what a lot of new england what, what patriots nation is feeling right now oh man that would be so tragic you know you really miss those soft hands, the uh, good good tempos and rhythms, strong what, forearms. People talk about all of those things when they talk about Tom Brady. Wow. And, uh, you know, del- delightful on-camera persona. <laughs> yeah. Miss all those things. Is Persephone good on camera? She's fantastic on camera. She is. We just have to ask the FBI, right? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. You just got to ask the FBI. I didn't know how good she was on camera until I saw those tapes in the courtroom. <laughs> it was really, then I was like, wow, you know what? She's really got a lot of it factor. <laughs> <laughs> they played those tapes in front of a courtroom? Oh, yeah. That was, they had to. They had to now, show how guilty I was. Now, now, Mr. Kraft, I have to say, I mean, I, and I know we're focusing a lot on the hand jobs, but. I guess my bigger question is, how is this going to affect next season? Who are you looking at for quarterback? Do you think the Patriots can compete at the same level they've competed at for 20 years with Tom Brady? Well, yeah, I mean, mostly next season, what I'm looking at is some different massage parlors with a more lax point of view on social distancing during times of the coronavirus. You know, if I catch it, I catch it. You know, it's not, I've, I've lived a really good life. I just really want my quality of life to be strong. Um, so yeah, I'm looking at neighboring towns, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, subsidizing the opening of new massage parlors in my neighborhood. Uh, you know, there's a lot of great services where a masseuse will actually come over to your house. So I've just got to schedule around when my wife and family are out of town. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm being really thoughtful about this. So don't, don't, don't think that I'm just leaving the, leaving all this industry in the lurch. I really do care. Hey, Robert, I got to say, when are your wife and kids going to be out of town? Why do you ask? <laughs> do you think you're coming over? No, 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 Robert, I'm saying you're not allowed to travel right now because of the coronavirus. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man, that's going to put a damper on things as well. Yeah, oh, I mean, we're all we're all realizing how this is going to change our lives. Yeah. Wow, well, I mean, wait, wait, do you, do you, uh, Mr. Kraft, we're we're completely blowing past the, what was supposed to be the point of this interview. I mean, do you think the Patriots can even make the playoffs next year? No, I don't care anymore. Probably (laughs) not. 
I mean, without Tom Brady, almost certainly not. But you know what? Still a rich guy. Boston fans are still going to cheer no matter what. Whatever, whatever the quarterback is, they're going to say, well, look, there's the new quarterback. You know, it's uh, Joel, you got the coronavirus over there? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, oh, just check it. A little something down the wrong pipe. I just, if you do have it, don't go any massage parlors. Don't ruin it for the rest of us. I mean, you say that, Robert, but clearly you're you're taking those risks yourself. That's the only thing I got to ask is that, I mean, aren't we supposed to be cutting back on anything that's not an essential service? And Jordan, I'm sure I'll get to your Tom Brady question in a minute here. I think, I, I I think really you know what so. I'm going to say to that. I think you know that this is absolutely an essential service. Is it though? I will get very cranky without my regular appointments. I mean, Robert, I get regular hand jobs, but from myself, you know, a lot that's of us. Just, that's disgusting. That's the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life. What's wrong with you? I get well. I'm not a billionaire. I can't hire people to give me my regular hand jobs. Well, you should fix that. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Kraft, for joining us today. I don't know that we really got to the bottom of any of the Tom Brady stuff, but uh, again, appreciate your time. I know it's yeah, valuable. It was great here. Make sure to support uh, local industries by going to as many massage parlors as you can during this difficult time. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Oh, it's wide world sports time. Realize wide world weird sports. Wide world weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wide world weird sports ball four. Ooh, I know this one. I know that's the one that gives you a walk. Uh, yes, but it's also a book. A book, you say? Yeah, well, it also was a TV series based on the book for a limited time, but mostly we're just going to be covering the book here. Uh, Ball TV 4... didn't make it many episodes. No, I doubt it. It doesn't feel like a TV series kind of thing. Uh, can we binge it now? I mean, you can binge anything now. Ain't shit to do, you know? Right. Ball 4 is a book written by former Major League Baseball pitcher Jim... Bouton in nineteen seventy. Bouton. I thought he was a little more uh a little more Louisiana than he was. Well, yeah. I, I think he was Phil, and I think any quotes from him should be done in a thick Cajun accent. Totally fair. See. Uh the book is a diary of Bouton's nineteen sixty-nine season spent with the Seattle Pilots and then the Houston Astros following a late season trade. In, it, in the Houston Astros. Astro, well, that wasn't a quote, so. Uh, But uh, in it, uh, Boughton recounts much of his baseball career spent mainly with the New York Yankees. Ooh. Yeah, that's a big team. Big team, big deal. Yeah, I've heard of them. Despite its controversy at the time with baseball commissioner Bowie Coons' attempt to discredit it and label it as detrimental to the sport, it is considered one of the most important sports books ever written and the only sports-themed book to make it to the New York Public Library's 1996 list of books of the century. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's also listed in Time Magazine's 100 Greatest Nonfiction Books of All Time. Oh, wow. So this ain't just a joke like the movies we cover on this sometimes. This one was actually legit good. Oh, this is a great... I've read this book. This book is phenomenal. Ah. Oh, George, read this book? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 
Boughton uh, befriended sports writer Leonard Schechter during his times with the Yankees. Schechter approached him with the idea of writing and publishing a season-long diary. Boughton, who had taken some notes during the 1968 season after having a similar idea, readily agreed. 1968, go Tigers. Yep, there we go. The book chronicled the 1969 season, which was the Seattle Pilots' only operating season, though Boughton was traded to Houston late that year. I was going to say I've never heard of the Seattle Pilots. I believe they became the Milwaukee Brewers. Wow. Okay. I thought they just piloted themselves right into obscurity. Sounds like they did. Uh, Ball four described his side of baseball as previously unseen by writing about the obscene jokes, drunken womanizing, and routine drug use amongst players, including Boughton himself. Drug use from athletes? That must be some sort of typo, Phil. I mean, yeah. baseball is a wholesome family sport. I don't think anyone would be drinking or doing drugs or liking bouty humor. No, they're high. They're high functioning athletes. They get their bodies. Their their money maker. They got to take care of that. Yeah, with a lot of speed. Yeah, Boughton wrote with candor about the anxiety he felt over his pitching and his role on the team. And Boughton detailed his unsatisfactory relationships. With teammates and management alike, his sparring sessions with Pilots manager Joe Schultz and pitching coach Sal Magley and the lies and minor cheating that's gone on in baseball. Minor cheating? Yeah, I mean, can you imagine somebody playing for the Houston Astros and having minor cheating? Yeah, Boughton uh, disclosed how rampant amphetamine, or as they called them, greenies, Usage was among players. It also revealed the heavy drinking of Yankees legend Mickey Mantle, which had previously been kept almost entirely out of the press. Wow. Drinking. Yeah, that was the big that was the big reveal from that at the time. Because it's like if you were a Yankee, that's like, oh well, you're a New York Yankee. You're that's like being an astronaut. You know, you're perfect. And uh, they were like, wait a minute, Mickey Mantle was a drunk? (laughs) What? Yeah. Boughton additionally described clashes with his coaches, usually about his role with the team, his opinion that they should use the knuckleball exclusively, and his desire to throw between outings and his outspoken view on politics. Is that is that a problem he had with his coaches? Like, I, like maybe. I'll be honest. I don't remember any of that. The anything political. I just I do remember him uh, arguing. His big thing I remember from the book was because he's a knuckleball thrower. He was constantly telling his coach, I can throw more in between, you know, appearances because I'm not throwing that hard, you guys. <laughs> um, huh. But and also, I just I just wanted to add with all the drug use stuff. So this was a book that was on my dad's shelf growing up and he wouldn't let me read it till I was like 14, I think was the, <laughs> the, the age that the arbitrary age that he chose. And I think that's because he read it when he was 14. And it was it was a revelation reading it. Boy, I think that's great, uh, great parenting right there. Take notes, Phil. In the future, tell Lucy there's a whole bunch of books she's not allowed to read until a certain age, and then she'll she'll read all the time. There we go. Perfect. That's oh, the little goal. house in the prairie. Oh no, you're not allowed to read that until you're at least eleven. Yeah, reverse psychology. Joel just invented it. 
right? Night <laughs> moon. I can't let you anywhere near that until you're five. So uh, in 1976, Balfour became the inspiration for an eponymous television sitcom. Uh, Boughton starred as Jim Barton, a baseball <laughs> player uh, who was also a writer with a preoccupation of his teammates' personal lives. The show was canceled after only five episodes. Oh, I still think a sitcom about a baseball team could work. You do it multicam. The clubhouse is one of the, the, the places that, that, that the sets. Did you watch the show pitch Joel? Oh, I did. I really liked it. That wasn't a sitcom though. No, but it was, you know, the clubhouse was a big part of it. You know, into the players' have, uh, Well, I think it's Kylie Bunbury is the, the lead actress. She was quite good and very foxy. And that brings it into another wide world of weird sports. Oh, when Joel says the word foxy, it makes him sound like he's 500 years old. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to a close another sports. 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 Podcast, but before we go, we're going to bring back Robert Kraft one more time to give you our contact information. Mr. Kraft, are you there? Yeah, I'm back. I'm still here. Don't worry about me. I'm still. I'm. I'm just hanging out before my next appointment. <laughs> You're always in between appointments, I guess. I am. Yeah, I'm a busy man. Massage it's- table in our waiting room. I'm a little concerned about that. Yeah, sure. You can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com. Slash sports number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. While you're there, make sure to like pages from local businesses. You know, I'm going to go, I like and comment on a lot of local businesses on there to really support them during this time. Or you go to find us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. That's twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. You know, sliding into people's DMs. Do you slide into people's DMs? Uh, I, 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 yeah, I bet you do. I slide into people's DMs. Or you can find all of our back episodes at anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. That's anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. Find all the episodes. Wonderful thing to listen to during quarantine while you're doing other things with your body. Thank you very much, Mr. Kraft. You're, all, you're welcome. Hey, guys. Joel. I mean, is it going to be safe for me to go to a massage parlor right now? Bye, Bye Joel. Joel.